Good morning, everyone. It is the 10th of May. My name is Lorna Denny, and I'm joined today by Niall MacDonald and Alex Byrne. Last week saw further confirmation of economic rebound post-pandemic. Global PMI data hit a 14-year high, particularly strong figures in Europe. And in the US, the trade deficit touched the highest level since the Second World War. And that's pent-up consumer spending, sucking in imports from around the globe. These signs of recovery, though, prompted Janet Yellen, now the Treasury Secretary, to make some slightly injudicious remarks now. Good morning, Lorna. Yes, I think it's just another example of the power of small remarks from policymakers. So on Tuesday, in an interview with The Atlantic magazine, uh, Yellen made the comments that, seemingly innocuous, that interest rates may need to rise to keep the US economy from overheating. The market seemed to digest this and think that this was the opposite of what the Fed narrative has been, in that inflation pressures will be transitory. Powell has been quite insistent about the need to see consistent higher level inflation. And in an effort to, you know, to stem any kind of market gyrations from a taper tantrum. So this really fed into the bond markets then. But really the pain was felt in the stock market with tech stocks selling off. And then after Yellen's comments, they really started to accelerate the sell-off. And did the Treasury bond markets react to the jobs data? Yes, they did indeed. At the end of the week, we had a big reaction to the jobs data. There was a big miss. So the market was expecting to see a big increases in jobs, but the payroll gains of 266,000 were reverses against a consensus of about a million. That's what the market was expecting. This is despite rapid changes in consumer behavior and business activity associated with the reopening. So we've seen quite a rally then in the bond markets with the treasury market, the US 10-year coming down to about 154, which is the lowest it's been in months. This rally in the government rates, it's really not good for the macro on the macro side of things. So the economy means the feds will have to keep rates lower for longer. Yes, just what the bond markets want to see. But you said there the tremors were felt in the equity markets. And Alex, it was particularly the highly valued tech sector. Thanks, Lorna. Yeah, that's right. So off the back of what Niall said, Yellen's comments basically point to increased rates further out. Those are the things that affect those expensive growth names in the tech sector, which is the reason why they sold off. Elsewhere, earnings continue to be strong, both in the US and in Europe and elsewhere. The market was helped somewhat, and that rotation that we saw at the start of the week turned again at the end of the week, just because of those payrolls not being as strong as they were. So rates initially go up, and then they, off the back of that, go down because expectations are slightly less good. Yes, that's interesting. I mentioned earlier these positive PMI indicators in Europe, but there's also been a sharp rebound in retail sales there. That's right. All of the data really in Europe point towards a broad-based pickup. So we had retail sales ahead of forecasts, German manufacturing orders, big consensus, German factory orders, which is a big indicator of how the underlying economy is doing, was ahead of forecasts, which also pointed to German exports being well ahead. So we've got all these numbers expanding, things like exports expanding and increasing, despite the fact that much of Europe is still under lockdown. So you can see that the recovery is there, not just in Europe, but elsewhere as well. The other important thing from this week, and I guess going forward, is that the vaccination rate in Europe has ticked up somewhat. But the important point to note is the percentage of people that have now got at least one vaccination. So we're at about 25% in most of the continental European countries, which is the point at which in places like the UK, the hospitalisation rate and the transmission rate really came off. So ideally, we're at a point now where Europe is at the same stage as the UK was a few months ago, where the transmission rate really declines, especially in the older population, and that leads to a lot less hospitalisation. Yes, that could be a very positive tipping point there. And Niall, we've seen the German bund yield creeping ever closer back up towards zero. 
Yes, slowly but surely creeping up towards the zero threshold. So the German Bund, the first time it went negative was back in 2016. So essentially you have to pay for the privilege of loaning the German government money. We've seen brief periods, you know, over 2018 where it was in positive, but the aggressive monetary policy that the European Central Bank employs has pushed a, a widespread of euro government bonds into negative territory. So what we're seeing is a gradual increase towards that zero bound, largely due to, you know, the higher rate environment that's in the US. So as global rates move higher, the eurozone rates are beginning to move in step with them. Unlike the Federal Reserve, the European Central Bank is very cautious and nervous about tightening financial conditions that higher rates implied. So while the Fed has talked about average inflation targeting and, you know, looking to keep it is letting the market adjust to small increases in rates, the European Central Bank actually increased its purchasing program of bonds to keep pushing yields down. So we might see zero someday, Lorna, hopefully so. Yes, indeed. And if we look at the week ahead then, a bit nearer term, Alex, what's on your radar? There's not a huge amount of data, especially survey data, as there was last week. But we have got is UK GDP numbers, which hopefully will be ahead of expectations, given the Bank of England's optimism last week. But also the, the recovery that we've seen should hopefully be slightly ahead of pace. One of the most important things this week, though, will be the US inflation numbers that will come out towards the back end of the week. The expectation is that these increase fairly significantly to over 2%, which is clearly ahead of target. But what's important is firstly the makeup of this and if they're coming from temporary areas within that inflation makeup or whether they're more structural because obviously going forward, inflation is one of the big talking points that are on central banks and raising rates in the future. Yes, we'll watch that with interest. Thank you both very much indeed. Thank you, Lorna. Thank you, Lorna.